Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. since we brought it up last week, that I will be back in studio, although our studio, as I've learned, has been torn down. It's, it's like, down. we're like the Oprah Winfrey, like Oprah Winfrey show. Harpo got torn down after she left. This Sporting Edge studio got torn down after I left. We, we've been relegated to two desk chairs and a, um, a <laughs> nightstand. Yeah, let me tell you, this would be quite the scene. If you, like, you could get into where we're at right now, this is, this is some studio setup. It's definitely jerry-rigged, that's for sure. So what's going on with you? I'm, I'm back. I'm back, back for somber reasons, but I'm excited yeah. now. We're past that point, and we're uh, we're going to be having a good weekend. That's what we're looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, big weekend. Um, you're you're getting back on the bowling track. Um, Team George's Euros. We've uh, we made it through three quarters. Have not won a quarter yet. So we're going to look to win the last one, possibly sneak in into the playoffs. So I know close only counts in horseshoes, but from what I know about our George's Euros team, is we're there every single. Quarter. We are finishing we, in the top three every quarter. I mean, you can look at it whatever way you want. Like we have been, we've had a chance to win the quarter three times in a row, and we come up pretty pretty miserably short each time. It's so a nice little poop down the leg. We show up for playoff uh, time. And- shown some good potential, but when it when it really counts, we've uh, we haven't bowled very well. And I have to say, the three weeks that that I've been talking about, like the other teams, also bowled exceptionally well. But you know, first year in the league. Probably have about forty-five to fifty more years. Um, hopefully, the league stays together. But well, you must not have a lot of faith in your heart if you're giving yourself only forty-five to fifty. Well, you know, if if, if Maury, whatever happens to Maury, this league might be done by next year. But hoping it's hoping it stays for a long time. Maury personally invited me to the banquet. Yeah, you get to um, suit up. You're even allowed to bring a date. This yeah. is where it's going to Tinder is really so. Uh, really going to yeah, be a factor. Maury extended the invite to all of the Georgia's Euros team members and their. Their wives or girlfriends, so that that'll be fun in May. Um, hopefully, you're still out in LA making something happen. But if not, you can you can join us for the banquet. I can get in for free. I don't have to be one of those thirty dollars guests. No. no, you might be though. You're scratched off the roster as of now. I'm not scratched off the roster. I'm not taking I, that as a. I've seen the sheets. Maury, uh, we'll we'll have a nice talk on Sunday with Maury. But no, I'm back in the burbs, back in Chicago. Not a lot of sports news going on. Involving our Chicago sports team. I mean, the Blackhawks have lost eight in a row, and that's talking hockey. You got the Cubs who are reporting. You Darvish 
we talked about last week is really still the big talk in the Chicago area. The Bulls are the Bulls. They're just not. Lowry, Lowry Markinen, he was in the finals for the uh, skill challenge at the All-Star weekend. Yeah. That was pretty impressive. Let me. That's like the only highlight you're going to get from the Chicago Bulls the rest of the way. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, now we were, we're talking a little bit about you, Darvish. A couple other things in baseball news. J.D. Martinez. Finally, you got what you wanted. You've been bitching on it, about it for a while. Yeah, I mean, he finally signed with the Red Sox. Um, came out of last year, or started this offseason looking for seven years and $210 million, and he settled for five and, and one ten. Um, so, you know, it didn't, didn't work out quite the way him and Scott Boris planned, but he, he is with the Red Sox, and I think this is shaping up to be a very interesting AL East this year. I mean, you, you look at you're, you're adding two of the biggest bats in the league in Giancarlo Stanton and J.D. Martinez to that division. Um, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I mean, I think this Red Sox team gets better. This Yankees team got better. Um, you know, you said it last week on the show. Major League Baseball is great with the Cubs being successful and the NL being really top-notch. But it's baseball when the AL East, and especially the Red Sox and Yankees, are competing. And that looks to be the case this year. Power hitting out the wazoo in New York and Boston. I think this season is going to be an electrifying season. Yeah, I agree. The AL East, I think, is the most fun because I think Yankees-Red Sox is is the best rivalry in baseball. Um, And you've had a couple other teams in there. The Orioles and the Blue Jays have made some stuff happen the past few years. And and the Rays, um, they always seem to be, you know, I don't want to say contending, but in the mix. Just makes for a great division. And, um, you know, Yankees, Red Sox doesn't get much better than that. Other Some some other big news. Eric Hosmer, one of the biggest free agents on the market, signing Ended with... Ended his career. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's what he did. Well, uh, you could say that. Signing with the San Diego Padres. The um, AAA affiliate of the Major League Baseball, San Francisco Giants, the San Diego Padres. Yep. So that, that, that should be fun to watch. We got some other news. Sourpuss Dickerson from the Rays got traded to the Pirates. We know his story. Designated for assignment and then traded to the Pirates. This guy, all hot and bothered about not making it to the home run derby. Now look where he, he can't even stay on his own team. <laughs> At least Sanchez has got years to come with the New York Yankees and the AL East. Dickerson's not even in the AL East anymore. He's irrelevant. Yeah, going to arguably a worse team than the Rays and the Pirates, who I think a lot of people are... Are picking to come in last in the NL Central. Um, I think it could be a rough stretch for them this year. Would um, you put them at the bottom of Major League Baseball as a whole or just the NL Central? Mm, I haven't even thought about the worst teams in baseball yet, but they, they've got to be. They've got to be around there. I mean, I don't. I don't know if there's much promise from the Pirates. I mean, they, obviously they got rid of Andrew McCutcheon, who's traded to the Giants last month, but you know, not only are they going to be bad, I just there's not a lot of promise either. But, you know, I have been wrong before. Yeah, like the Mets, who you, you hop back on their bandwagon. Can I talk about another team that's supposed to be at the bottom, but with all the optimism Derek Cheater's showing, it seems like the Marlins are going to be a playoff team. In his words, they're, I, con- they're contending. I don't know if I could name he might be on three players on the Marlins. Heroin. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I Marlins, the Marlins have been a fire sale, and I mean... But they're still contending, apparently. <laughs> they're shaping up to be a team that will win 40 games. Like This might be off the beaten path, but I don't know if anybody told Jeter that Jose Fernandez is no longer with us anymore. I think he still thinks he's the ace. Yeah, uh, I don't know what Jeter's doing, but th- this team is a couple years away from being a few years away, to put it to put it lightly. 
for um, being a, another few years away. Yeah, I think it's, it's a three-step it's, process. It's going to be a long, a long road ahead. Um, so you know who's looking good, other than me? My weight's down. You're, I'm in person now. You're in person. My dimples are out for the boys and the women. That's how I pick up the girls here. Flash my dimples. Kyle Schwarber looking looking slick in camp. Dude, yeah, exciting. Finally transitioned back in the MLB tonight. Um, my dad and I were getting real upset. TV and nothing to watch now at night. I mean, we've been tuning into the Olympics, been watching Shark Tank, but the Horowitz household. Just needs it's good four hours of MLB tonight every night. Is Pedro hanging around or is he waiting Pedro, till the season? I mean, it's been a lot of Eric Burns. Um, they're going around doing their thirty for thirty, going around to the major league camps. Saw a great, great thing with the Cincinnati Reds. Um, interviewing Joey Votto, talking about hitting. Is he ready to be traded or is he? Um, doesn't look like it. Um, he might be a Cincinnati Red lifer. He seems like that kind of guy. But regardless, Scooter Jeanette, um, Eric Burns is in the cage with him, breaking down his swing, talking about the four-homer game. So, you know, really really cool that we're getting baseball going. We got pitchers and catchers, and now we got the hitters. Um, guys getting back in, into form. But, you know, we, we've got baseball is back. It's exciting. Fantasy baseball is around the corner. and I'm trying to get into your league. I talked to Sammy. Yeah. Um, it might happen. It might happen. But in the meantime... This is the Sporting Edge, everybody. If you miss the show, you know where to find us, libertytalk.fm. And we'll be back after the break. What's up? What's up, everybody? Man, it feels good to be leading us off again, being here in Chicago. The air is fresher here. Let me be very honest about it. Is it colder? Absolutely. But fresher? Definitely. I mean, the smog I got in L.A., I might be dead in 20 years. Yeah, it's not filled with all that those bullshit people out there. Yeah. The people are neither here, here nor there. I'm driving like a complete asshole right now in Chicago. I mean, the drivers here are slow. You got to make your moves in L.A. or else you're going to be stuck in traffic. But let's talk a little college basketball. We'll start off with Rick Pitino. Actually, the funniest thing I've ever seen was Big Cat and PFT going to that meeting or that interview with Rick Pitino, and they were asking him questions. For pardon my take. It was hilarious. And, of course, they alluded to the premature ejaculation that occurred with Rick Pitino. And it was all under the table. So Rick, in his non-smart ways, was unable to pick it up. But they're going to vacate that 2013 championship. And I know that me and you have similar ideas about vacating championships. Yeah, I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Because they still um, won. That it just the no, game is still there. Yeah, it's like the NCAA... Um, who makes up a lot of silly rules in the first place. It's like they're trying to erase, like, the memory of a team that just, they won. Like, you you can't, I just don't think you can take that back. Like, if you want to punish a school. Scholarships. If you want to do anything to them, like, I don't know, like, Louisville, to me, like, they still, they won the 2013 National Championship game. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts, like. When you and go back in time, that doesn't go. And hey, yeah, Siva won a national You title. look at the record book, and it's like technically, you know, like there's no winner. But I just, I don't see it that way. And if I'm a Louisville fan, like, does this really, does this really change, like, anything for me? Like, I, I don't think so. I mean, because if you get in those dumb arguments, like, oh, we won a national title in 2013, and some fan were to come at you, like, but it got vacated, so it doesn't count. It's like, like, well, does, did it, the game happen? Like, it happened. A we ball won. was dribbled, and a ball was put I, in a hoop. I guess, you know, there's no more banner. Like, 
there's probably no more signage around like like a saying that they won but I took, I took issue won. with that on the football side of things too I mean I don't stero- like me and you are different on steroids and that's fine but the money that Reggie Bush accepted for USC didn't help him win the Heisman he still went out and put out those stats I agree and so that Heisman is still his I mean I, I one I, of the best seasons in college football history and right. we're not going to take that away. I don't. I don't like the fact of the NCAA always going back and punishing, and taking away <laughs> things. Stuff. Right. It's just. It's just. You know, they won. They won the national championship. I know that they did some things they weren't supposed to do, but you know, let's let's figure out a different way than just like erasing a memory. Isn't it scary to think that if Men in Black technology was around, the NCAA would absolutely use that brain? Wiping thing they use, so that clicker, <laughs> they would just make us forget who won. They're, that's what they're trying to do. That would be their anyways. number one go to move. It would be, and just the, the NCAA, it's a, it's it definitely a, makes you scratch your head. They're just, there's nothing impressive about what's handling at the top of the NCAA. I mean, from athletic directors to the commissioner, whatever, they all suck. But college basketball doesn't suck. And we're going to run down the top five real quick. We got Virginia number one right now, twenty-four and two. Michigan State number two, Villanova number three, Xavier four, and Duke number five. I mean, that's a powerful top five right there. And again, I'm going to call front. it right now. Duke is heading for an early exit this year, and I'm on the opposite end of that. Okay, and, and I'm also I'm going to call it right now. Marvin Bagley will be a colossal NBA bust. Those are my two Duke hater moments of the night, and I've been a big fan of Duke. I've always is Andy Dalton going to win the MVP next year? Probably not. Uh, I'm just curious. Probably not. Mets winning the World Series. You're going to say Bagley, who I think is by far and away the most talented player coming out of. The- I know. I I see it. I think he is very talented, but I think he is going to be a bust at the NBA level. And I don't know why I'm spewing so much Duke hate tonight, but. That's just that's just how I feel. I've, I've like I said, I've picked them in my bracket plenty of times, probably farther than I should have. Go Lehigh, just, go Lehigh, yeah, go Lehigh. Yeah, that year, that was a that was a bad year. Um, but I, I don't, I don't like to. I just don't like what they're doing. Can I just? And, I have to make an amends for something, and it's, it's surrounding Duke since we're on this topic. I said Clemson was in the SEC last week, so I got to take that back. They're in the ACC. They played Duke this week, and Duke who I did show support and love for last week, but my only concern was their defense. It was like, Ethan, you're right. Let me let me fix this problem for you so you can have more faith in us when it comes to tournament time. Duke, this past week, took out Seton Hall. Or, nope, that's Xavier. They took out Virginia Tech, holding them to 52 points. They took out Clemson on the road, holding them to 57 points. And then they took out Louisville, 82-56, to 56, holding all opponents under 60 points, which is the first stretch they've done that all season long. This team is coming together at the right time. They're number four. They got a matchup against Syracuse, an irrelevant program now. The only thing you know about Syracuse is that their head coach is still Jim Beheim. So <laughs> that that is the only thing I know about Syracuse right now. And we talked about Virginia being phony. I still think they're going to be phony when it comes time. They've got an easy matchup this weekend at Pittsburgh. Michigan State is that legit team that we both were kind of on. Sitting here at number two, if you watch that Northwestern game, that's... That's a confidence builder for me. I know Northwestern isn't that great, but to come back from 22 points at the half and win that game and defensively just completely shut down Northwestern, that feels good. Because in a tournament, if you get down 15, 13 points, you don't have to, you don't have to completely rule out Michigan State. Right, and I, I don't like taking Michigan State as a top seed. Usually, they're they're the most fun to pick when they're you know in that I think five to ten seed range. 
because they've just always been a dangerous team. But this year, I mean, with Miles Bridges, they are they are a legit, very legit team. I think they're better than Virginia. Honestly, that's my honest opinion. But I think they do get a number one seed. We'll see how it shakes out. I mean, according to Joe Lenardi right now, we've got Virginia, Villanova, Xavier, and Kansas as number one seeds. He lo- he's got this soft core boner for Kansas. Kansas, <laughs> who's not having a great year at all. Kansas, who's lost more home games this season than they have in the last decade. I, it's a tough road, and I don't think Kansas. I don't think the Big Twelve as a whole is very good, and I think that's shown in Oklahoma. The hot Trey Young now outside the top twenty-five. Now I it's know, that, that was will they make the tournament? Race. They've lost seven in a row. I don't know. They're I like mean, the Blackhawks. That's talking. I hockey. think the, the other great thing about college basketball is teams. You, you always have a shot if you win your conference tournament, and, and that's what makes college basketball so great. I think it's not only the NCAA tournament, but it gives a team like a like a fighting Illini a chance with even the worst of seasons to maybe make a run and make the tournament. The great Jimmy Valvano story, NC State, they had to win their conference tournament. They right. went on to win the national championship. I don't think Illinois is anywhere near there's, that. There's not many better formats, I think, than college basketball. I like that everyone, you're right. I like that everyone is given one last opportunity. You could completely suck, right. but you're going to get one more chance. And the teams tournament. that are going to make it anyways, like, they're going to they're going to do it. They don't have to win their conference tournament. Like it, It's nice. It'd be nice to go in and win it, but they don't have to. And we're talking about Michigan State, but the Big Ten to me is what's been impressive moving forward. And I think they're going to have their fair share of teams in. I think Lenardi only has them with five teams in currently. We had an awesome matchup last week, Ohio State versus Michigan, one of the best rivalries in college football. Yep. Michigan coming out with the victory there. They were at home against Ohio State, but Ohio State – was a trending team, kind of a surprise team with Diop being their star player. Mm-hmm. They were up in the top of the rankings. They've fallen to Penn State and then Michigan. They luckily got a good win over Rutgers, who's an irrelevant Big Ten team. It's almost like Rutgers should be relegated again, moved to like the American Conference or something else. But I mean, I, f- I feel like the Big Ten just brought them in to get that you know East Coast market a little bit. A little bit. A little more money for the Big Ten. Hey, do you need an easy win? Go play Rutgers. Mm-hmm. You know? And Michigan's right there up at 17. Won three in a row. 22-7. and seven, Same record as Ohio State. They beat Iowa, Ohio State, and Penn State. They got a game at Maryland. The thing about the Big Ten is I think it's so good that... I think it's so good that it's they're kind of blocking themselves out of the tournament. Maryland, again, a team that... It was really impressive last year. Penn State, a team that I thought was building to be very good, not ranked. A lot of losses due to the conference schedule and everything. I think the Big Ten, like in college football, is just beating on itself again, yeah. preventing. But that's the thing you can do in college basketball, different from football. These all these teams will make the tournament. Although, and it, don't forget about Purdue. And Purdue, at obviously the at the top. Ten. Although Michigan State, I think, was a very impressive win. I think Purdue's going to do what they usually do: Sweet Sixteen, maybe push the Elite Eight this year, but. I have to, I, I'm sorry to say this, Mike face, but I don't, know, I don't have a lot of faith in Purdue. I think against the big teams, they folded. They lost three in a row on that stretch where they lost. They do have State. two very bad losses. They do, but nine nine top fifty wins. I mean, there's something to be said about that. Definitely something to be said. But that's all the time we have for college basketball, everybody. This is the Sporting Edge at Liberty Talk FM. We will be back after the break. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Chalady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger. 
who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubba at thebubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bub at thebubbershot.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbershot.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. What's up? What's up, everybody? We are back, and just like Team LeBron, I feel like we're winning, you know? Oh, great All-Star weekend. I'm not totally sure about the dunk contest. Three-point competition was awesome. Clay Thompson versus Devin Booker. Devin Booker, I think, is a talent that's only going to continue to excel in this league. Dunk contest was iffy. If I, I, if I put I on a Vince Carter's jersey, can I win the dunk contest? Maybe. I have to, I have to be honest, didn't watch a minute of All-Star weekend. It was in my neighborhood, so I had like I had to be a part of it. Met a porn star who went to the weekend, was trying to hook up with Drake and Lil Wayne. Hmm. I might be in with Young Money. That's an interesting little LA <laughs> so tidbit. Young Money and Wale now. Yeah, I'm the rap game. I'm becoming a part of. I might become my own rapper. I just changed my name to Swaggy. That's just what I would be. But the NBA All Star Weekend is what it is. It was a little more competitive, and that sounds weird to say about an exhibition game. But they wanted to win. LeBron. Player coaching. I don't even know why they have coaches for the All-Star game. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me, like, why D'Antoni was there. I mean, yeah, regular coaches are... Are iffy, iffy as is. Yeah. If you're, if you're Greg Popovich, you're, you're there to coach. But if you're a Tyron Lou, LeBron James is going to come over the bench and be like, just put the ball in my hand with a minute to go. But NBA All-Star game was what it, is what it was. A good little... <laughs> is what it was. Is what it was. I don't even know what to go off of. You heard but it here first. You heard it here first. Curry missing the last shot on a great double team by Kevin Durant and LeBron James. I mean, that would be a sight to see. Kevin Durant and LeBron, same team. That's what I took away from it. And I don't know if that's a really a possibility. There was the rumors about LeBron to Golden State, but that would that would probably end a legacy right there. And that sucks because it's tough for me because I don't think LeBron moving changes his legacy, but I think that's the one team in the world you couldn't go to. I mean, that starting lineup would be a joke. It would be. be a huge joke. Curry, Thompson... But one guy who I think is playing better than both of them this year, I think James Harden, I think, is, is your leader in the MVP race right now. Is he uh, not always the leader at this point in the year? And then at the end, Curry or LeBron or Kevin Durant sneaks that over? Well, I, I, I just don't see LeBron winning it this year. I mean, I just think with how the Cavs have played, he just can't win the MVP. And I, th- I think this is James Harden's year. I, I think mean, if the Rockets hang on to the top spot, then... Uh, right, they're in the top spot right now. Number one in the power rankings, I mean, there, there's not... I don't think there's a guy in the league who's played better than James Harden this and year. Chris Paul hasn't been there completely. Has not been still there doing, completely. I think that Rockets team has become an interesting focal point for LeBron James. Chris Paul, LeBron James, and James Harden? Yeah. That's an interesting trio right there. Let me tell you. Chris Paul, I don't think the whole age thing's catching up to him, first off. I think he looks fine when he's on the court. Yeah. Injuries are going to be injuries. Been the same player, um, doesn't win... Puts up good stats. But if you want to win, you go, you go play with LeBron. LeBron will take you to as close as winning as possible without actually winning the championship. <laughs> but he did. He has three titles under his belt. How about that sad news in San Antonio that Kawhi Leonard most likely will not return this year? Yeah, kind of a weird situation. Um, you know, there are reports that, you know, he, he's sitting out, but he might be able to play. There's a couple, couple weird things I read. Relationship might be getting kind of strained there. 
Does which, that that pretty much which I is think, bizarre. I don't know where I don't know where that becomes strained. The San Antonio Spurs to me are a very quiet organization. You don't hear a whole lot about it. Yeah, they're third in the Western Conference, the best conference I think in basketball. And <laughs> well, there's only two. There's only two, but the best in the NBA at least, and where there's still only two. But the team led by Lamarcus Aldridge is the third team in that conference. Well, it's regular season Lamarcus Aldridge, not, <laughs> not playoff Lamarcus Aldridge. We, we 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 saw how that worked out last year against the Golden State Warriors. After Kawhi Leonard went down, the ball was securely placed in the Marcus Aldridge's hands, and he just did nothing with it. Um, the Warriors just wiped the floor with the Spurs. I don't see the Spurs making any noise in the playoffs this year, but they could be an early exit. I think that's a good matchup you want to take. I know Popovich is Popovich, but right now they'd be playing the six seed Denver Nuggets, another team I. Jokic is on their team, right? They're Nurkic. I think so. One of the, one of no, the, no. Nurkic is on the Trailblazers. Okay, one of those overseas players are playing for them. I mean, I don't even know if Kenneth Fareed's still on the Denver Nuggets. I mean, they just traded Emmanuel Moutier away. They're getting rid of all my... Daniel Gallinari was a guy I knew on that Nuggets team. I mean, but there's... How about, how about the Toronto Raptors, though? Quietly having a great season. DeMar DeRozan. It's an, it's an underlooked team. What did you just say about under- Marcus Aldridge? Five minutes ago. But... Not regular the same season, the regular Rosen, not oh the same God. guy. This could be the time. This is regular season the Raptors. They should the RRs, the regular season Raptors, and everybody in the East. I mean, Celtics on a three-game losing streak, a team that I don't think is very strong. The Raptors, Demar Derozan, and Kyle Lowry, are they really going to finally beat LeBron James? Better teams have tried, and they couldn't get past it. I don't think that's, there's enough there. Well, I mean, you know, the Cavs played a couple of good games before the break, and everybody's calling, won calling for the finals. They've won four in a row. I think, that, yeah, because they're solidified on defense, which they had none of. You said it yourself. Isaiah Thomas might as well just be a traffic cone they put on to do a drill around. Dude, he, he's going to be he's gonna be coming off the bench once Lonzo Ball comes back. I don't know. There's talks about the whole Laker plan is in some trouble for LeVar here. There's talks that Lonzo could be shipped. Shipped? I have not heard these talks. I've heard, I've heard the shipping Lonzo talks. Shipped to where? Shipped to another team. They don't need to put up with LeVar anymore with Isaiah Thomas playing the way he's playing. But long term, are you going to tell me that you'd rather have Isaiah Thomas than Lonzo Ball? Who knows? You could reunite LeBron and Isaiah in L.A. I don't know. That that experiment just didn't work out. I think, I think Isaiah Thomas kind of got exposed a little bit. Just... Not not that good. I'm going to throw it out there. He's not that good. I'm always surprised about how many teams he's played for. It's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, the Kings, Suns, Celtics, Cavs. Most of them in the past like year and a half. He was drafted somewhere completely different. I mean, they get if the Lakers get rid of him after this year. I mean, it'd be four teams in like a half a year. That's impressive. I mean, most players cannot accomplish that feat. I mean, that's almost a Hall of Fame ballot-worthy stat right there. <laughs> But yeah, this time last year, like, you know, Celtics, hot team. I mean, he had a great playoffs, and now he's on the Lakers. And I think he's going to the bench sooner rather than later. I like that you brought up the Celtics because Kyrie can't do it. He just can't. And Al Horford might as well be 50 years old. I know he played in the All-Star game, and he's working on adding a three-point shot to his game, which he has done successfully. Gordon Hayward's not going to come back this year amongst... Any thought that he might. I got to tell you, Kyrie is not good enough to beat LeBron. This Celtics team isn't good enough as a whole yet. Because I love Jason Tatum. I love Jalen Brown. I love their young core. But they're still too young. There's no way they beat them. 
And I think the best thing that's going to happen for this Celtics team is you lose. I I would say tank it. Throw away the conference <laughs> final game. A little uh, late for that. No, just just not no not the season. In the playoffs, give the hype. Let LeBron make it to the finals where he can get his ass kicked by the Warriors, forcing him to leave Cleveland because then the conference is theirs. Because he's not going to another team in the East. He's going to go to the West for sure. So That's then, and then it becomes a Celtics conference. I think you got to throw away the playoffs this year. That's my move. And I know Mark Cuban just got fined $600,000 for saying tank. I don't know if you heard about that. I did hear about that. that Mark might, Cuban might have some bigger troubles, though, if we were following the news at all. What are we hearing? The Mavs and the uh, the front office shenanigans going on around there. So they've not, been in turmoil. They spent all their money on Dirk. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about um, well, the sexual uh, other things. Sexual misconduct. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on with the with the Mavericks right now. He's in the clear. It's his employees. He forgot to fire. Uh, I don't know yet. You wake well, up some morning and you forget to fire some guys. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. But not not a good situation with the Mavericks right now. But. I, I kind of disagree with you about the Celtics. I mean, it's a stupid point that you that you're losing the playoffs anyways. But I think regardless, I think LeBron is going to leave. You don't think he's staying? I don't think he's staying. They win the national. They win the NBA championship this year. No, I, they, they, I mean, why do, he doesn't need to stay anymore? Even if they do win, who cares? You move on. I think he's tired what of would, Cleveland. What would you say if he did like a decision video again? I wouldn't really think any differently of him. Like. Not a big fan in general. I mean, he's a great player, best in the NBA, but second to Kevin Durant, though. I'm gonna keep my. I don't know. You know, they did a they did a carpool karaoke esque thing with Kerry Champion, and they both admitted that they're the one and two in the NBA. But LeBron right. still reigns king as number one. Hmm. That is a hmm right there. That they even talked about it. I don't know. Kevin's got that shiny new ring. Oh, is it his first ring? Yep. Took him long enough. Hey. Couldn't deal with Russ. I mean, the greatest point guard in the league right now. I don't know. I might have to go to Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> I might be on the Lonzo ball train, but he might be shipped out to uh, Chicago. What if we had Lonzo in Chicago? Then we could start LeVar Ball Nation at the beam. Make it put the, <laughs> B, the, the triple Bs on the beam. That would be funny. LeVar Ball in Chicago just, oof. He'd be, he wouldn't know what to do. He's cold. He's in Lithuania most of the time anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But that's, uh, that was a lot of talk in the NBA right there. I mean, our my projection is still the Warriors-Cavs, so we don't even need to go into that. And I'm assuming yours remains pretty similar. You know what? Yeah. Unless you throw my, your stupid Raptors I'm pretty similar. I'm, I'm kind of excited for NBA playoffs because I've really taken a backseat this year and haven't watched really any NBA. But I always tune in for the playoffs. Should be fun. You know, can anybody – dethrone the Warriors. That's the that's the main question here. But that's all the time we have for the Sporting Edge, everybody. If you miss a show, you know where to find us, libertytalk.fm, amfm27. 247.com. Thank you. This is the Sporting Edge. What's up? What's up, everybody? This is the Nation of Curling here at the Sporting Edge, our favorite Winter Olympic sports. United States versus Canada today on Thursday. I mean, I apologize. We're shooting early. Very enticing matchup. Still don't know the outcome or the winner of that matchup, but great competitiveness. People love to give the Canadians this vibe that they're so kind. They're so gentle. They're so, but they're intense people. 
And you said it for, you said it about the hockey women's team. Yeah, that woman ripped off her silver medal like right after they gave it to her. Um, getting a lot of catching a lot of flack for that, and, and I agree. You know, even if you lose, like show show some some good sportsmanship. You know, in a sport there. like that, those medals suck. I think in a sport like snowboarding, where you, if you play second, you're top in the world at an individual sport. But in a team sport, when you lose. You lost. It's like in the NBA championship, they don't give a second place trophy to the Warriors or the Cavs. I right? know, but you know, have have some grace about it. I'd rather win the bronze. <laughs> you rather win the bronze? I mean, right? Because that third place game, you're actually going to win to get your medal. The silver is the only losing person in a team sport. Interesting. Well, what about all the other people who didn't get a medal? Oh, well, they're losers. And they don't have to worry about it because they don't have to be told they lost. The silver medal is almost like telling that you lost. That's fair, but still thinks you can handle it a little bit better. Right. How about um, guy uh, the curler from Russia giving back his medal for doping? I didn't know. I didn't know that you could. He's you could still dope. doping. The guy from curling. Everybody in Russia dopes. I didn't know that that was a thing, doping for curling. But it, I guess it was some sort of endurance enhancer. Like, I, I know nothing about curling, but I guess I could see where that, that could come into play. Like, that sweep in, that, that's a, they, they're pretty aggressive. So, was it confirmed sweeper, or was it the curler? Honestly, I don't know. See, the sweeping, I agree with you. Because that, that motion, that speed, it's very jolty, yeah. and you can get tiring. I don't know much. if it was the guy who actually just releases the, uh, I don't even know, what is it called? Isn't it a curl? I don't, I don't know if it's a curl. It's a rock. I think they call it the rock. But... I think curling is kind of fun to watch. I think there's a lot more strategy than the, the average lay person would understand, which I would, I would put myself in that category. But fun to watch. Um, and Olympics are, are coming down to an end here. and it, they, 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 they kind of just come and go. You, you, I think the winter comes and goes a little more. I mean, you got your Sean White, and you love seeing that. You got your Lindsey Vaughn because she's... Yeah, a she superstar didn't, she didn't talent. Very well. She didn't do too well. And then you got the Michaela Schifrins. You get like the come up and comers, Chloe Kim, that you're excited to hear about. But then, really, if you think about the Winter Olympics, we just don't dominate at it. We're fourth right now in the medal count with 21, behind Germany, who's 25, Canada with 26, and then Norway is just. It's their games, man. Norway up there with 30. That's all they do. Medals. They're just playing the snow out there from the time they're born. But that's my argument. We in America are not. We are not sheltered from the snow. We have tons of snow. We have tons of mountains. We have tons of terrain to have the best athletes. And you don't even need snow for curling. You don't need snow for figure skating. You don't need snow for most of the indoor stuff. Even a luge. I think you can get away with no snow on a luge. Why are we so... It's a soccer thing. Why are we so bad at soccer? And why are we so bad... There's an easy, easy explanation for that. The soccer one, because we have four other sports. We have four of the biggest sports leagues in the world that are... But what's the deal with... But we're still good at the Summer Olympics. We dominate the Summer Olympics. Why isn't it that we dominate the Winter Olympics? I don't know. I don't really care. I just like watching. Just, You're just a passive Olympian. I'm a pa- I am a passive Olympian. Um, I just... I like watching people compete in events that I'll probably never watch again for the next... Until the next Olympics. And that's what makes it fun. That's... It's great insight. That is great insight. I, I feel like that's the majority of most... And most people actually only watch the opening ceremonies. Really? Yeah. See, I didn't watch the opening ceremonies. Is this like ceremony. so artful or like... Yeah. Artsy was the word I was going for. Yeah, and I, and I heard that... I read something that South Korea went $4 billion over their budget for the Olympics. 
That's yeah. what you want to hear. The budget you, was eight billion. That's a <laughs> that's like a stay woke spent by fifty percent. That's a stay woke moment because yeah. they're going over budget and with North Korea doing that joint team with them. I think North Korea is slipping in. I think there's going to be a massive attack by North Korea while the chips are down on South Korea. Uh, I don't know. It's, there's no room for politics on the sporting edge. We I don't I don't even know if that's politics more than that's just. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens over there. All of a sudden, they're buddies. They're shooting missiles at one another. It's a weird thing going on over there. Yeah. Um, interesting. Some South Korean speed skaters, though, um, basically almost the whole country of South Korea is calling for these two speed skaters to be expelled from the Olympics after they left their slower teammate behind um, in one of the races. And, you know, as of Thursday afternoon, you know, Today, when we were recording this, nearly 570,000 signatures had been, had been gathered on an online petition to South Korea's presidential office calling for skaters Say Kim Boo Room There's <laughs> and one. Park Ji Woo to be expelled from the Olympics. Um, so kind of a weird, just a weird, weird take, a weird spin on you know an event that's supposed to be a lot of teamwork with the three speed skaters. Um, and the petition just says, you know, it's clearly a disgrace to our national image that these individuals of bad character are representing this country at the Olympics. Um, this is the kind of thing I don't want to see, the Olympics. As a passive watcher, like... There's so much corruption. What are you talking about? I mean, this is not corruption. This is just bad sportsmanship. Oh, well, there's also that, too. I know. I don't like it. There's I sportsmanship see, issues. I want to see some just good, clean competition. Lots of steroid use. I mean, it's a whole Shonda in the Olympics. And... You know what? I'm getting a little annoyed with the Winter Olympics. Let me tell you. We're doing this research on the fly right now, and I'm looking at this. No African teams, or no African teams with medal counts, and no South American teams with medal counts. Well, not a lot of snow around there. They've got mountains down there, too. You know what I'm starting to think? The Winter Olympics are the baby to the Summer Olympics, because everybody in the whole world has the opportunity to compete in some Summer Olympic sport, whereas the Winter... It's very, you have to, it's exclusive. Like it's Brad Pitt going into a club versus me going into a club. Brad Pitt gets in, I don't get in. You know? Unfortunate, you know? Actually, funny story. Went to a club this past weekend where you had to have a higher ratio of girls with you than guys to get in. It's the first time I've ever seen that. Really? And I know that's so you, the you myth. So you couldn't go two and two? Like no, it had, to be, had to be three and two. Four and three. Would they let the girls in if they the girls were got in? No matter what. Hmm. But the guys. So we had to buddy-buddy five girls. What if it was one and one like a boyfriend-girlfriend? They wouldn't let you in? Nope. Hmm. Two to one. It's very interesting. It was tough. I mean, and the people in there, definitely athletes if we wanted to circle it back around to sports. I mean, we got guys in there 6'8", 6'10". I mean, some guys look like Olympians. But yeah, you can get in if you didn't have girls with you. So very interesting. I mean that that's kind of how most parties work. I feel like even you know uh, I don't know I feel all like the good ones all the, well, all the good ones, yeah, I guess I mean you you'd hope the ratio if you are straight man there, there's nothing like a bad ratio at a party. I know we've all been there. It turns into a bro- I, I can't say I go out to parties anymore. I mean it turns into a bro night yeah going going to bed at nine thirty these days, but um you know back back when you used to celebrate life a little bit. 
Yeah, you're, like you're 23 and not celebrating life. We need to evaluate what's put, going on. Put the nose to the grindstone for a little bit. You know, you got to make some sacrifices. I'm putting the nose to like I don't even know what I'm putting my nose to. I don't know either. To the ocean. But yeah, we're we're, we're coming up on the end here. It's been a. It's it's been like in the midst of like a kind of dead zone for sports. Like we're not especially. especially, I'm going to throw out myself, especially for me, because basketball, as you all know, is just not my forte. Never has been, never will be. And we're not close enough to the Masters. Right. Baseball, football is a distant thought. There's not enough to talk about with baseball. And then you you've got the NBA in college, and besides March Madness and the NBA playoffs, which is about all I watch of basketball. The Olympics kind of, you know, if we didn't have the Olympics to talk about this show, I mean, we might have had to cut a segment short. <laughs> we might have, you might have been a quick car ride for you guys. We would have, we would have been out of there. But that is all the time we have this week, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this uh, lackluster sports show. We, uh, we hope to be back better than ever next week. This is the Sporting Edge at LibertyTalk.fm with Roz and Wits. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Liberty Talk Events.